You should rest, son. 150 times gravity is a man's training level. You're clearly still a child. Goten called me last night. He said he's going to be in the tournament. Now I want to... So what are you going to do about it? Guess I'll go super. Something? When was it that the transformation to the legendary warrior of the Saiyan race was reduced to a child's plaything? Come here, son. Can the youngest child of Kakarot also become a Super Saiyan? Yes. Yes, naturally, it's a Super Saiyan bargain sale. Uh, uh-huh. Try to hit me. Uh, why would I do that, Dad? You know I'm not strong enough. You want to play like that? Fine, let's deal. If you can land a punch in my face, then I'll take you to the park for an hour. Wow, you mean it? Okay. Now let's just see what you can do. Here it comes. Well, I didn't say I wouldn't hit you, now did I, Trunks? No, but... Dry your tears! We're going to the park now! <laughs> but before you go, you must tell me who is stronger, you or Kakarot's boy? I'm a little bit stronger than him because Goten's a year younger than I am and he hasn't learned to fly yet. Only a bit, eh? Well, we'll have to do something about that. Ah, uh, yes, I just love these moments in Dragon Ball Z. And I think this is what I'm going to start doing for the meantime while I'm, you know, talking about Dragon Ball Super. I think I will take some of my favorite moments of this show and just put them out there uh, in the beginning of this just because I, I've been loving what I've been doing. Uh, first, I did, I believe, the uh, Battle of the Gods between Goku and Beerus. Second one was when uh, Vegeta went... Uh, I can't, uh, Blue 2 or, or Blue Beyond, I think is what they're calling it, uh, in the Tournament of Power, and this moment is probably one of my favorite moments, just because of how funny it really is, but, of course, this is the Show and Jump Saturday show, how are you guys doing today? That is a rhetorical question, because I can't hear you, but... I have been enjoying these two books that we have been talking about, I am talking about my Hero Academia, and Dragon Ball Super. Of course, we will start with Dragon Ball Super, but before we do, just wanted to say thank you again for taking the time to listen to me ramble about these. You know, I've been jumping into a lot of different content lately, and uh, manga was something that I've always been interested in, but never took the time to actually sit down and read it. 
and mostly because the volumes were actually kind of expensive. They can be anywhere from $10 to $14, but a good friend of mine from the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network, uh, he has a show called Nerd Grounds. Jake, he told me about this Show and Jump app, which is only $2 a month uh, on your phone or on your tablet or iPad or whatever, and also, if you do subscribe, you can actually uh, read it on an actual uh, internet browser. So if you're at the computer, you can read it with a bigger screen. But I will say, hey, I have been absolutely in love with it. I have been reading it like nonstop every single week. Of course, I am not reading beyond what I'm recording. So that way, my mind doesn't get jumbled with what's going to happen in the future. Of course, this week, we're going to be talking about Dragon Ball Super Chapter 47, uh, and also My Hero Academia Chapters 135 through 137. Just because uh, Dragon Ball does come out monthly, while uh, My Hero Academia comes out weekly. So I thought, eh, you know, one and three, I think that'll suffice enough. Eventually, I feel like we will catch up faster with My Hero Academia. Uh... Well, I mean, we will catch up faster with Dragon Ball, but hopefully we will get caught up on My Hero Academia with doing this every single week and be able to legitimately uh, be on time for when they come out weekly. But let's go ahead and jump into Dragon Ball Super Chapter 47, Stolen Dragon Balls. Now, of course, at this time, uh, Maru had... uh, had killed the elite warrior of the Namekians, and now we are here with Goku, with Vegeta, they're still recovering, and the Namekians that are actually helping them, they're basically devastated that, you know, their one big warrior is now dead. Now, Vegeta and Goku are very confused as of how he's doing this, Maru anyway, uh, and basically, we all know this because if, if you followed Dragon Ball all the way since Dragon Ball Z when Gohan was little. That's the easiest way to explain it. Uh, We know that there was a Namek saga where Vegeta was the villain. And we touch up on that a little bit. But he was the villain with, you know, Frieza being the bigger villain. And we knew that each village held one Dragon Ball. And basically Goku and Vegeta say, okay... Well, I think the best thing for us to do is to basically suppress their power so that way Maru can't find him and he wouldn't be able to find the Dragon Ball. But we do learn because we do go to Maru and we see that the entire village he had killed and the Frieza lackey that he is basically companioning with at this moment he says, okay, we need to find the Dragon Ball. Where could they find where could it be? I hate that they couldn't tell us before we killed everybody. And somehow, someway, Maru is actually able to feel the energy coming off of the actual Dragon Ball. And the lackey grabs it. He's like, holy crap, I can't believe you can actually find this. And lo and behold, we actually get to see uh Dende. And we see uh, Piccolo back on Earth, uh, back at Kami's place. And they both can feel the uh, the planet Namek in danger. 
they feel that its energy is depleting. And that is from Morrow. He is siphoning the energy from the planet uh, the, the entire time. Um, we do see uh, that Morrow does grab a hold of one Namekian that is attempting to run with the Dragon Ball. Of course, he is too slow. And Goku and Vegeta do very much feel Maru heading straight towards him because Maru can feel the power of the Dragon Ball. This is something that Vegeta and Goku assume immediately and they both get up, get dressed, and they're basically, hey, we may not be ready to fight, but we have to fight. And right here, this, again, <clears throat> excuse me, is why I think Vegeta is the best character in Dragon Ball Z history. I don't care what you say. He has a great character development story from beginning to end. He was a hero. Then he was an anti-hero. I mean, sorry. He was a villain. Then he was an anti-hero. And now he is a full-fledged hero caring about others. The help with Bulma and his son has definitely turned him into a new man. But he actually... Uh, while they're getting dressed, Goku walks out first, and Vegeta's still getting dressed, and he asks the Namekian, I need to know something. He says, given that I slaughtered uh, all those Namekians years ago, how do you feel about me? And for him to even swallow his pride to ask that question is amazing. It's absolutely amazing. It's absolutely, like, it tug at my heartstrings. As soon as I read that, I was like, oh, Vegeta, why, why? I love you, man. I love you. I love you, bro. But he, the Namekian, the elder, said, uh, you speak of the attack on the elder uh, Suno, right? And he says, we do not forgive, uh, we do not forget things so easily. And Vegeta's like, oh, so you hold a grudge. He says, no, grudges and hatred can only bring a, about further conflict. The Namekian people are not so foolish as to indulge in such things. We only wish to preserve peace on our home world nothing more and vegeta does meet up with goku on top of this like standalone rock or whatever and he says kakarot if you survive make restoring this planet to how it once was your top priority that said it would take a miracle for either of us to walk away from this alive and like goku's very confused but just knowing that like Goku, of course, cares about others, but Goku is ready for the fight. Vegeta stepped back, thought about it, and said, Hey, we need to protect these people 100%. And destroying this, you know, Maru has destroyed the villages. He's about to destroy this planet. Once we're done with this, it needs to be back to where it was. We disturbed its peace, basically. And Maru... Uh, does sense them they start to power up and before they could even do anything freaking uh miris from the uh uh galactic patrol is actually there along with one of their ships and we learn that uh miris actually does something pretty cool he is almost miris is such a badass and i'm i'm scared as of how he's a badass or how strong he is as a badass but he basically traps uh maru in this like weird like web but it's not a web thing it's like 
almost liquefied webbing or a net. But the reason why they wanted to capture him is to, uh, is to of course, like encapsulate him the way uh, the Lord of Lords did. Of course, we do know that Boo, Majin Boo, had absorbed the Lord of Lords. And I wish we could have seen this a little bit more, but we do learn from Jakku that they had like a hypnosis or like some sort of witch hypnosis type person wake up the Lord of Lords inside Majin Buu. Majin Buu wakes up, sees Maru, and is pissed. He is ready to fight. He is ready to throw down. Maru is surprised that he's still alive, but he is angry because, of course, he doesn't want to be captured. So Majin Buu and Maru really tussle for about, let's see here, they go on for one, two, three, four, five, six pages until the very end. And it is so badass because Majin Buu is actually moving very, very quickly, more quickly than you would expecting his size and weight. And he's actually keeping up with them when Goku and Vegeta could not. So it is very intimidating. It is awesome. Uh, and something that Vegeta and Goku very much noticed is that Boo's energy level is not depleting whatsoever. So Maru's uh, energy absorption does not work on him. So it's very, very interesting how this will end up. I don't know if this is like a quick ending to Maru or not, which will be kind of disappointing if it is, but I'm still very much interested to see how this will end. Now let's go ahead and move on to My Hero Academia. Again, one of my favorite books uh, in the Show and Jump app. Uh, one of my favorite animes at this time. I've told people numerous times, Dragon Ball will always be num my number one. But for this generation, for 2020, uh, I think My Hero Academia is the best anime out there. But one thing I wanted to continue doing uh, on this show, whenever they show up, is they have these cool little uh, UA files. Of course, this is the uh, high school files. This file is on uh, Kirishima. His quirk is hardening. He makes his body hard by tensing up, but it's hard to keep moving around while keeping up the hardness. He can maintain that ordinary hard state for about 10 minutes, but the unbreakable form we saw recently, of course, uh, the last arc... Uh, he can only hold for up to 30 to 40 seconds at a time. He needs to breathe for a second or two after releasing the hardness. If uh, if you want to beat him, that's your chance. Aim for the chin. Now, basically, uh, you know when you're like doing weights or like lifting weights and stuff, they always tell you to breathe. Basically, the way he does the unbreakable is that imagine him like lifting weights but not breathing. That's how he's able to hold that like super hard unbreakable skin for so long or for for that small amount of time so what we're going to say here is the fact that you know we saw that these young kids had met were all going to the same area but they didn't know what was going on we do find out that it was actually a meeting with some lower class heroes some very high class heroes of course night eye is there uh grand torino is there uh, several of Night Eye's sidekicks are there. We do learn of another one, that being the uh, 
Centipeter, which was actually a part of the contest where Bubble Girl was introduced. Uh, it was, I believe, the uh, second, like the the runner-up, I guess, and he made uh, Centipeter into an actual character into the show as well, or into the manga as well. Uh, and all of this meeting is basically because of Overhaul. Uh, they, you know, and the encounter with Kirishima and uh, uh, Toyama, right? Is that his name? Gosh, I can't remember their names. Uh, Tamaki, sorry. Uh, Tamaki and Kirishima's attack with the gang with the uh, gun that temporarily took away uh, Tamaki's powers. Or quirk, should I say, because that is the actual uh, term in this manga. So, I absolutely uh, love the enthusiasm from, or not necessarily enthusiasm, but actual fear that a lot of these kids and even adult heroes are going through in this because they're taking this very seriously and they know that Overhaul is planning something very devious and they need to get to the bottom of it, especially when they talk about how uh, there's a possibility of Overhaul's daughter being uh, the source of the of the neutralization of quirks. And that is when uh, uh, Mirio and Deku, uh, they like get hot sweats, they, they feel very intense, and they start to realize that, you know, they should have saved her, you know, a couple issues ago or a couple chapters ago because they wanted to, like, Deku wanted to save her because he knew something was wrong. So uh, here they are very motivated to get her back, to save her. And we, that is the first chapter, uh, 135. Uh, 136 is continuing that conversation uh, in the meeting. And more so, or yeah, more so they are talking about Night Eye's quirk. You know, why can't they just look into the future with Night Eye's quirk and then base their plan of attack on Overhaul and his organization based off of that? Night Eye is very uh, standoffish with this idea because, you know, there can be a lot of uncert uncertainty with that because he can only look into the future for so long uh and of course he does have a little bit of ptsd with looking at all might's you know future and seeing his death so he doesn't want to see somebody else he doesn't want to see another fellow hero's death um uh, with his quirk and they basically you know meeting adjourned they set the the plans in motion of what they need to do first that being they are all going to basically stake out what they think are hideouts for the organization to finally find Eerie, who we will learn is Overhaul's daughter, and uh, and you know basically a plan of action to stop the uh, transportation of this quirk uh, or the, the uh, what's the Right. I don't even know what the right word would say. This uh, this drug that stops quirks, basically. Then uh, Eraserhead uh, has a conversation with the kids and lets them know, like, hey, you are all 
available to do something about this. Y'all can be a part of the team, but we did learn that there's a mention of the League of Villains. If the League of Villains are actually a part of this, then it's game over. None of you guys, like, you all have to walk away. Just because of what has happened in the past. You know, the League of Villains uh, know who... <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, my gosh. The uh, the League of Villains knows the kids a little bit more personal because of stuff that has happened in the past. Uh, especially with Deku with, uh, well, there was a whole incident when they were on a field trip, basically. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, and, you know, the, the, I forgot what they're called, the, the Trinity of the school, uh, uh, Tamaki and Miro and all them, they are very much motivated to help as well. And we do get a little bit of insight from the little girl, Eerie. Uh, she very much feels that, like, Deku pretty much changed her perspective on people. Because she was she has been isolated for so long. And she says he was so different. Uh, uh, no one has ever reached out to me. His hands, uh, they felt so kind and so soft. Uh, just like, you know, a hero should feel like. So, uh, on to the last chapter of today, uh, chapter 137, the uh, kids do hear back from uh, Night Eye, and we learn that Night Eye actually used his quirk on somebody to learn the location of uh, the little girl, Eerie, and people are kind of like, how could you do, like you said, you weren't going to use it, and... You know, he felt that it was the situation of which he found himself using it was very much needed. And everybody was like, okay, you know, forget how he found it. We finally found it. Let's go ahead. Let's get to work. And it's so cool because it ends with one of the coolest splash pages I have ever seen in comics. Uh, of course, this is the manga, but it's still a Japanese comic. It has Deku, Mirio, uh, Ochaku... Kirishima, uh, Froggy Eraserhead, Fat Gum, and it looks absolutely amazing. If I could, I would totally put this as my background. Oh, look at that. I can save the image. I'm definitely putting that as my background uh, pretty soon here in a second. So, I think that is it for this. It does say uh, Volume 15, End, Fighting Fate. And it does show that uh, Overhaul can sense that they are there uh, at his hideout. So I will say, knowing what happens in the anime, the next few chapters are going to be bonkers. But with that, guys, thank you so much again for taking your time to listen to this. Um, I'm really enjoying uh, My Hero Academia, even though I have already seen it. I'm enjoying reading it just because just, just seeing the original content is always cool. Uh, so thank you guys so much. And I will see you guys next Saturday. I'm <laughs> sorry.